Hi, it's Cara Brown, and this is Watercolor Conversations. It's a place where I share my love of watercolor and my seeking, my teaching, my discoveries, the connections I see, and just in general what it's like to be alive at this time here on planet Earth. I hope that this meets a part of you that's longing to be met. Thanks for being here. Hi, it's Kara, and I'm here for a watercolor conversation with you about a post that I wrote in September of 2017, and I called it A Room of One's Own. And this one is about the relationship between the inner space inside us and the outer space in the world, specifically for we creatives, the the inner room from which we make art and the outer space, which is often called a studio. I am recording this for you from my new studio. And this post that I wrote has a whole new resonance with me because I have come to a whole new level of claiming space for myself, for my community, for the work that we all do. For 10 years, I was the guest. We all were the guests of my mom, Niz Brown, in her real estate offices in downtown Larkspur. It was a lovely space. We had a storefront in a really cute little town with lots of neat places we could go get food and walk, looked at thrift store. And it was our home. The address was 537 Magnolia. And our community was named from the street. We call ourselves the Magnolia Artists. And now we're just the Magnolias. And it was a big, huge deal when at the end of the year, it became clear that the time had come for my mom to not renew her lease and for us to all move on. I was left back where I started when I first started leading groups in 2011, leading them from my home, putting the furniture to the side and setting up folding tables and turning our living room and dining room and family room into a classroom studio every Thursday and Friday. And it felt like moving backwards. So it was time for me to go forwards and get a new space. So I'm going to share the post and then I'll circle back to where we are today. But I just want you to know that there's an update to the story before I start. So Sue, one of the artists in my Thursday group, texted me to say she wasn't coming, that she was finishing up a project. She was reclaiming her childhood bedroom as her studio. She and her husband had bought the house she was raised in from her parents and raised their kids there. And the room that was her room was being used by her husband as his office. But it was also the room that had the best light and the most expansive views. And so she screwed up her courage and said, I'd like this space. You mostly look at a computer when you're in here, and I need a space to paint in. No more painting at the kitchen counter. So she collected all of her things from all over the house, her books and teaching materials, because she's a teacher, and her art supplies and new furniture from Ikea and a fresh coat of paint over the chocolate came some light yellow sunny paint and a bed underneath her painting table for her dog Annie and she's set. She's got this room of her own 
and I got to be the first visitor. Sue was often a fountain of enthusiasm, but when I went to see her, this was different. There was all the material work that she'd done that she was having fun showing off to me, but there was something else, some some quality in her, this resoluteness that she was making a statement to herself, her family, and to the world that her creative self must have its place, its own physical space. I had the same conversation with my husband when we did a remodel in 2006 We had three bedrooms, one of which was being replaced by a large suite above. And for the first time, there was going to be a television in the bedroom. And the other rooms were going to be the second sleeping room and the den that was my husband. So I had been painting in a little nook in our old garage that I had created for myself, which was cozy, if a bit spiderwebby and drafty, but I loved it. But that now was gone with the demolition of the garage and the rebuilding of a new fancy garage. There was no window. And so I said to him, okay, so there's going to be three places in this house where someone could watch TV, the living room, the bedroom, and the den. And I still don't have a place dedicated for me to paint in. So the space that I have had as my own personal studio at home was created in that moment. I saw Sister Mary for spiritual direction the week that I wrote this post, and I had also just finished a very large endeavor of a week-long hiking trek to the top of Mount Whitney, the highest point in the lower 48 states. So she wanted to hear all about it. And after my tale, she said, according to Jung, you now have a Mount Whitney room inside you. He said that if we are to stay vital and alive, we create these rooms inside us throughout our life. So this piece of information was in the back of my mind when I visited Sue. The idea that we have an artist's room inside us, a watercolor room, and I can feel it. This room holds our knowledge and our skills of the craft of watercolor, our sense of accomplishment from the paintings we've done, and the relationships with the people with whom we share all of this. We more commonly use the word side, like someone might have a gardener's side or a car enthusiast side to them or a pilot side or a glamour side, but rooms are three-dimensional and they have boundaries and they can hold distinct parts of us. As I left Sue's house after that visit, I was making this connection between her inner and outer room and wondering about the relationship that there must be between these two. I was wondering about it then in 2017, but now there's no wondering anymore. I know this, I feel it, and I see it in other people. If we have no inner room, the outer room is superfluous. Who inside us would tell us to go into the room and make stuff? But once the inner room is established inside us, it seems that the outer room becomes an imperative. The occupant of the inner room insists upon it. Without realizing it until that moment that I was writing this, the relationship between a person, an artist, and a creative space is something that I've been curious about for a while. There's something magical about visiting a studio. This is where the creative juju happens. One I visited 
was a gorgeous, huge room, freshly remodeled, built-in storage all over the place, an enormous work table supplied to the hilt with all kinds of things to create with, and its occupant called it her craft room. I told her this wasn't your craft room. It was your studio. People dream to have studios like this. But because she called it her craft room, I wondered about the establishment inside of her of that inner room. I see a connection between these people, these artists, and their spaces, and I see how one reflects and creates the other. Virginia Woolf gave us the phrase, a room of one's own, from her essay about Judith Shakespeare, Will's fictional sister. It's largely a feminist piece. Women in her time did not enjoy the relative freedom and resources many of us have now. We have more education and freedom empowering us to create. And many of us have inner and outer rooms of our own. There's still this need to support our creative lives. So then I mentioned here that at this time it was six years and it was actually 10 by the time we finished that I was leading groups at my mom's office and her generosity sheltered us and created a space where people could come and have their room of their own at 537 Magnolia until such time as maybe they would create one in their world. And it's a big step in someone's life to claim resources for ourselves on behalf of our creativity. It's one form of brave. It had to take courage for Sue to assert to her husband, just like it did mine, because it meant that he was no longer have his man cave. There's always a cost. This is what Virginia Woolf wanted for herself and for us, to declare that there's something within us that is worthy of these resources, the time and the space to create. And by doing so, we participate in the unfolding of ourselves as people and in the expansion of our society as a whole. So the postscript to this is that one day coming to my studio, I've been here two months now, I came to this idea, this idea came to me rather, that this space, this 860-something square feet that I have stepped up to lease, to pay the rent myself, not knowing how it's all going to really work out in the end, is just for the creation of beauty. That's the whole point. That's all we do. I am surrounded by doctors and therapists and lawyers and CPAs and the like, business and care types. But the whole point of these rooms where my regulars have been coming on Thursdays and Fridays and I will start Saturday soon and where I'm going to be showing my work at Open Studios, an annual event that's coming up right after I'm recording this, is all going to happen here in this space. And it took a shift inside me. 10 years ago, I wasn't ready to go out and lease my own space. But the development of the teacher community leader in me has created another room inside me that is that. And being back at home felt like going backwards. I needed a space. And when we left Larkspur, because we loved it so much and I was going to miss it, I said to myself, I would love to find a space that is so beautiful and so wonderful that we don't miss Larkspur. And By the wonders of the generosity and bounty of the universe we have, it is better. It has more windows. It has green space outside. It's in a beautiful set of buildings. 
It is spacious inside and it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I, I pinch myself when I come here. I come here when I'm in need of coming back to myself. My art is all over the walls, yes, but it was all over the walls in Larkspur. But because there's something about this space that it is something I have claimed on my own, that I feel more myself here in this space than I do anywhere else that I live in my life, including my own home. So it's magic. It's quite magic. I suggest that if there are inklings inside you about needing space to do things, or if there's an inkling inside you that there needs to be a room created inside you, that you heed it, that this is the next step for you and for your unfoldment and for the way that the world is calling you forth. So be brave and say what you need to say. And I'll just circle back to what I said at the end of my writing. And that is that that when we declare that there's something within us that's worthy of claiming resources, the time and the space to create, when we do so, we participate in the unfolding of ourselves as people and the expansion of our society as a whole. John O'Donohue says, and it's on my website, I love this, that beauty is anything in the presence of which we feel more alive. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to make myself and anybody who is in my midst be more in touch with their aliveness. So thanks again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being along in the journey with me. I really appreciate it. Until next time. Bye-bye.